0: The whole reason we have pursuers and withdrawers is because that's how we learn to cope with the world around us and not have to express these needs that somebody told us weren't valid or that we mm. we weren't able to meet at times. We have all had experience, pursuers and withdrawers alike, of not being cared for around the things that hurt. Mm. And so it, it really is important that we get clear about what it is that's hurting inside us so that we can send a message to our partner that says, I need you. I want you here around this part of me that I'm insecure about. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday
1: life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection.
0: Here we are wrapping up the series. This is episode 10 where we're going to take a little bit of time and and kind of try to put together all the pieces that we've uh, laid out in the last nine episodes and kind of say, how does this all fit? Why Why do we do some of the things we do? How can we kind of interrupt some of the cycles that we get stuck in? And really say, uh, can we start to view our cycle as something other than we have before? Generally, when when couples get in a fight or they get in a bad spot, it's generally very other-focused. And we're really trying to help you all say, hey, what's my part? How do I show up for my partner? What is it like? Why do I do it? Why do they do it? We're trying to give you a lot of information. But this kind of wrapping up, we want to say, put it all together. Let's start to look at this thing in the context of our relationship and see how we get taken over by this negative cycle, but every negative cycle also comes with huge opportunities around needs and longings and honestly our chances for us to repair things that have gone wrong in our world and in our life and even the bad things we believe about ourselves. In
1: previous episodes, we've talked about appraisal theory and our dear friend, George Fowler, who put together an acrostic called Temp, you've probably heard us talk about temp before if you've been with us for any amount of time so just a quick recap that's the trigger or the cue that I see something happens and it's a trigger for me that's the T and then I feel something an emotion Chad when he describes this that's usually when he says uh oh that's his feeling that his body is cueing him that there's a threat to our connection and then I assign a meaning to that and a lot of times my meaning when I see that slow blink on Chad is that he's disengaged or possibly not understanding me and that cues my p intent that protective behavior that strategy that i go to to try to keep chat online which for me is that elevated escalated articulate you know really energy, come energy yeah. that comes online so that's the temp and we've laid that out in past episodes to try to help you understand what happens for you when you get in these cycles what happens for your partner Really helping you guys see, and what we always want to do is unite a couple against their cycle, see that this thing hijacks both of you and get you in a different place where you're able to respond differently or have the conversation uh, that talks about your own process. But we haven't really spent any amount of time in that really almost below the emotion, which you've talked before about. You said something like, This is where it all sits on this. What do you call it? It all sits on.
0: Well, I think our emotion, the the driving factor with our emotion is actually that, that there is a fear. Right, mm-hmm. and there there is a need associated with that fear, and so the reason that, that we begin uh, with emotion is because it's saying, "Hey, there's a problem." Right, when you when you when you come at me with that energy, mm-hmm. or you notice that thing, something in me goes that uh oh is really setting the reason it's uh oh, the reason it's a problem. Right, is because I have had um, experiences where where when I didn't get it right, when I messed up or failed, we've talked about failure some, then I was. Told I was not good, basically yeah. that I'm bad, and and for humans that that need to be accepted, the need to be loved, right, is so important, right? People talk about it in terms of a pack animal or other things, or we're created to connect, right? However you think of that, it is it is a huge driving factor in this part of our experience. It says, don't let this go on; it'll All be bad. Steeped in yeah.
1: attachment, that yeah. emotionally focused. Therapy, which is what all this is based on, what we're really pitching is all based on our attachment. Not only this secure attachment between Chad and I that we're trying to build and help you guys build between your relationship, but also the attachment that we have felt in our past experiences, whether that was healthy, secure attachments or anxious attachments or avoidant attachments, it all kind of sits on those attachment experiences. And so we've never really kind of taken a deeper dive into some of the deeper motivations. Just now when you said the reason my body goes uh uh-oh is because I feel that there's a threat to being securely attached to, you know, even my safety or my existence or my survival. Well, before I ever bring that energy to you, something has clearly triggered mine. Yeah, Something has come online in my body that says, oh no, if I don't let somebody or Chad or, you know, whoever's around me know how important this is or how urgent this is. I could lose them. I could lose this. We could lose all of this. I would lose my security, my safety, my sense of belonging. Yeah. There are these deeper rooted right messages and- that really are sending off flares for all of this cycle stuff to even begin.
0: Let me, I want to, I want to, I want to try to like um, make it simple. I probably can't, but I'm going to try. Uh, <laughs> so, Humans, we need a responsive system. Mm. We need an environment that engages with us and tells us kind of how we're doing. We're not, we don't exist in isolation. Nobody does. And so if, if I'm sitting here and, and my most important other, my wife, Angela, is, is coming at me with something that says that, that maybe we're not in a good space, I feel that as threat to survival mm. in some ways right and i'm not saying like i'm not scared of you in the sense that like you're going to assault me or something but but literally just as a human i'm sitting here going i need connection i need closeness i need safety i need places to be seen and heard and understood and cared for and so almost instantaneously my body fights for that it has a fear response yeah. immediately when it recognizes our disconnection and so then it does something with that threat to connection. yeah, And it says, Hey, here's the emotion I'm going to give you. And so my body goes, uh, oh, gut punch. And then I recognize that to be like, "Uh Oh, in trouble, bad. Maybe I've done some, have I done something wrong? So here's
1: Chad explaining yep. his side of how this thing kind of shows up.
0: And we've done that a lot, but yeah. but I'll, I'll just run through it. It's like, Oh, I'm bad. I did something wrong. How did I mess up? And then it goes to like, and that's even a little bit of meaning right there. Mm-hmm. And then I tend to like pull back so then I'm, yeah. I can do that in like I mean it's super fast like yeah. less than a second right I can already be disengaging and it really yeah. is built on this idea that I need to be in relationship yeah. that I need to be seen as acceptable by you
1: Here is what is so ironic when you think about some of the messages that our culture is currently sending which yeah. is that you don't need anybody Yeah you don't you can just be self-reliant self-sufficient <laughs> independent <laughs> do, you know, you can succeed on your own. It's one of the things that we have to respond to a lot in the 12-step program. Celebrate Recovery is the 12-step program that I'm the ministry leader of. And we get a lot of people in there who will even say, I have to get myself better, you know, because my my partner or my family or whoever is telling me I'm the problem and I have to get better. And here's the thing, you know, they're, they're being sent to work on themselves individually. But They come to a program where community is where we get healing because we rely on the safety of sponsors and accountability partners in each other. So here's the really sad truth. They can't find that acceptance in whatever system they're in, but that doesn't mean they become independent. It actually means they go and they find... A system or community where they have acceptance.
0: Exactly. And
1: that's the really sad part when we see couples get in these escalated cycles where they're not really able to be that secure attachment for their partner because they don't even know how, by the way, they've never even seen it modeled or they don't understand it, that it's just a really desperate and sad place to be for a really long time when you don't know how to come back to it and recognize we need our partners. We need each other. My body is designed to connect, to, yeah. to get feedback, to know I'm accepted, to know I'm loved, even in those hardest, most desperate places, especially in those hardest, most desperate places. Oh,
0: yes. I would say I was um, exactly. I mean, you have, I have to be able to express myself and believe that someone will, mm. will catch me, right? That I can be accepted there. If I don't do that, then I, then I will believe bad things about myself yeah. and, you know, talk about Brene Brown and lots of other people have said yeah. this too, but like, if I hide who I am, if I don't share who I am with others, mm-hmm. eventually I just believe bad things about me. Yeah, And so I might, I might be able to survive. But you want to talk about where the really negative behaviors in life come from. You want to know why a lot of people are in jail or addiction or mm. all this stuff. It's, it's probably because they're trying to just not need they're just trying to cope and mask and manage, and so we could go down that road but and but by stay the way, this, it's a good yeah. place
1: to queue up that. We're going to do our next series on addiction, yeah, and so be looking for that. We're really excited to bring that to you, but let's we'll get but to, to, to that eventually this. right yeah. now, staying on this, how important it is why Chad and I really want to help you connect because it's vital. (laughs) Well, and
0: and we will find something to connect with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: And and, and so I even Angela was saying like, people would like to believe that they don't need people or something, Mm -hmm. but I want to say, looking back at the pandemic of 2020, Mm -hmm. man, coming out of that depression rates are like at 32% before the pandemic, we were at 8%. Right, Mm. You talk about anxiety escalating through the roof. Grief isn't working the way it's supposed to. And so when you start to think about removing community or removing relationship, I want to say... Quarantine is not good. Quarantine is not good. Mm. We are not meant to be alone with our experience. Literally, whether that's an emotional experience or whether that's just a lived experience... And most of our experiences are emotional. I should have said that that way. But I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like, we are not designed to make sense of our world in isolation. We can't.
1: I remember even after my divorce, when I was in uh, early stages of my healing process, and the therapist said to me, who is there for you? And I had this incredible dog that he died when he was 14, but he was in it. He was in. It took me through the divorce, took me through all of it. Kona Bear, he was the sweetest. I needed connection so much that I even found a dog that if I were crying would come over. And I think that's even why lately on the rise, there have been these like emotional support dogs or, you know, people going, this is too scary for me to do on my own. And it's too scary for me to trust another human but this could be trustworthy, you know. But uh, to talk about pack animals. We really need another. A man's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think about just how much internally we long for acceptance, for somebody to be present with. As we said this in the last episode, that rarely, and this is a Brene Brown quote, rarely does a response meet the need. Presence, acceptance in that space is really where our souls start to connect. And why, you know, we've, we've shared all this stuff to kind of come back to this idea of, Getting you to a place where now you can talk about your cycle. And and that's something we want to help you be able to articulate. Chad and I just did it. We've done it a few times. So you know, I get escalated. He slow blinks. Now we're in it. We've shared our emotion. We shared our meaning. We've shared our protective action. So for you, that temp, that trigger emotion, meaning, and protection, if you and your partner can lay out that cycle or understand what it is, that is kind of the lead-in step to what we're trying to maybe even emphasize or stress the importance of in this episode, which is to be able to get into the deeper, what what are my deeper needs? What are, as Sue Johnson, one of the co-founders of EFT says, is my catastrophic fear, what Chad is saying, that I'll be rejected from the pack, that I'll be yeah. alone, that I'll be I'm going to lose everything if I don't hold this together. Yeah. That is a pretty catastrophic fear that's deep, 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 deep within. And if I can just touch that or acknowledge it and share it with Chad, Chad, I believe that at some point I'm not going to be able to hold all this together anymore and it's all going to fall apart and you're probably going to recognize that it's my fault because I didn't do it and you're going to leave and I'm going to be left alone. So that's a part of it. And then to be able to say and man, I just, I don't want to be alone in that. And I, I'd love for you to, I don't know, help, help me. (laughs) Assure me that I'm worth it in (laughs) that space.
0: Yeah. And I I don't mean to make any light of that. I'm like, if you Mm -hmm. don't get that, that I am a human or that that you are a human who has needs and that when, when I don't get responded to or when I'm, when I'm not seen or understood, um, that that triggers something inside me. It makes the rest of this a little bit hard to hold, right? If you can't say, oh man, uh, that it hurts, um, when I'm alone, then it, then it's really tough to say, well, then why do I do these things? Like the rest of the cycle doesn't make enough. It it can make sense. You can see it happen and everybody can do that. I think.
1: And we couldn't start with this. So we had to, we had to scaffold down into this to be able to even acknowledge it. Yeah.
0: And, and so what I'm, What I'm getting to, though, is this idea that says if if I have these needs and they trump um, everything else. Mm -hmm. Right. Why do we couple? Because we we have a because lonely sucks. We don't want to be alone. Isolation sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have these needs that all this is built on. And so if I can start to go, okay, I'm going to try to let some of these needs out. I'm going to start to, like, pay attention to my own experience and let somebody into it. Man, I think that is the foundation and what so much of the research has said it's where we come from. Mm. It is It is what this is all built on. Yeah. The reason we do these negative cycles, the whole reason we have pursuers and withdrawers is because that's how we learn to cope with the world around us and not have to express these needs that somebody told us weren't valid or that we, mm. we weren't able to meet at times. We have all had experience, pursuers and withdrawers alike, of not being cared for around the things that hurt. Mm. And so it, it really is important that we get clear about what it is that's hurting inside us so that we can send a message to our partner that says, I need you. I want you here around this part of me that I'm insecure about. Mm. We don't like to say insecure in our culture, man, but, but we're all literally built in a way that says I am not okay without someone seeing me, understanding me, not to say that we're going to do it in some weird codependent way. That's not what I'm saying. And we'll cover that again in a future episode, but I'm like, this, this is really about like, can I let my partner in to my own experiences that tell me I am going to be left and that I need her to let me know that I am okay and that she loves me even in my messiness or, yeah. or busyness or energy or whatever the thing is that it hits, whether it's a pursuer or a withdrawer. Right. Instead of managing this relationship on our own.
1: There is no amount of acceptance of myself that can help me feel secure. Yeah. There is no amount of success in my job or my performance that can give me the security that my securely related partner can give me. Yeah. When I feel secure in this relationship, it lets me know that if, all, if I fail at everything that I'm working so hard to succeed at, even if I don't, even when I don't love myself, that I find acceptance. That's what security is. Yeah, And that's what we're able to give to our partner in their place too. Here's why this is so hard, because everything teaches us not to bring that most terrifying, catastrophic fear forward, not to bring our weakness, not to bring our inadequacy, not to bring our confusion, not to bring a system that might not work, but only bring one that is going to work, not to be all of the negative you know, yeah. things that we're taught that say, do not share this, because just like what Chad said, if we're left in that space, which we all have been, our experience has taught us not to bring this stuff forward, because we might not have been responded well, that if we hold that back, then we never really feel securely connected. But when we can bring that forward and find acceptance and be met in that place or in that shame or in that fear... That's when we know, man. I might be afraid, but I'm not alone. Yeah, that's what we long for. That's what we hope for in relationship.
0: Yeah, broken and loved. Right? Yes, like this yeah. idea that I'm, I'm messy, I'm hurt, and I'm 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 not okay. But but I I am I am going to be accepted. Right,
1: broken and loved. Yeah, that's
0: good. That's, that's I mean, <laughs> but that's what we're asking for. Yeah. I mean, that's what we need. And literally. This is what's kind of weird about a human, the human experience. If I am in isolation, I could be doing everything perfect and not know. Mm. Or if I am in isolation, I could be messing everything up and still not know. And our bodies, our brains, the way that they work, they won't let us just self-validate. We can't just imagine our way into healthy living. We have to go engage in life with others. Yeah. And as soon as we do that, there's threat. And so that's why that fear that shows up around our, our needs for acceptance and love and care, that's why it's so powerful. And that's why we feel what we feel in these moments of distress around our cycles. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's about as cleanly as we can put this thing together.
1: If you have an escalated fight, the reason it's escalated is because it ma- everything in your body is saying, this matters a lot. A lot. It's even yeah. why, and and Chad and I have both, both experienced this and it sucks, but why divorce is so is so painful. Yeah, That failure that goes, oh gosh, wait a minute. Now I have this confirming message that says, if you get it wrong, you will be left, yeah. or you will have to leave, or whatever. Oh, that's hard to bring to a relationship too. So for those of you out there who possibly are on a second marriage or in a, you know, a relationship after one has failed, then you have to contend with that.
0: Well, the scar tissue around that that view of self, right? Like that, the way I see myself and it it has been confirmed. And, you know, I've, I've, I've showed myself and then got wounded in the most vulnerable place, right? That that's hard. Mm. And so both of those things, man, But, but I do think if, if you don't have a concept of the need for others in your life, which maybe, maybe we should say more about that, but, um, in future episodes for sure. But like, if we don't have that concept, then it doesn't, none of this really makes sense. And I want to say most people, I want to say it's 95% in the world end up coupling or mating for life. I mean, lots of different cultures out there married at some point in our cultural context, but most people do. Yeah. So, so most people end up in that relationship, at least at some point. And so we try that because it, it is a natural thing, right? We say, Hey, this, this loneliness stuff sucks. I don't want to be by myself, but then we get divorced a lot of times because we've never figured out how to make sense of the cycle that keeps mm. enforcing our own hurt. Yeah. And if, if we, if we leave ourselves in a cycle long enough, if, if we keep Can't having repair, these things reinforced over and over and over and over. That's why we give up on our hope for companionship, for, for, for love. Right. And so we have to find ways to, yes, interrupt the negative cycle. Yes. We have to be able to kind of say one or the other of us, whoever can is going Mm. to stop the fight. But beyond that, we have to be able to go, Hey, this, this is my fear. This is my need. This is, I see myself, Maybe in a in a way that is or isn't accurate, I don't know. But can you help me make sense of these things I feel and these hurts that I have inside me? And that is not a time to lie and say, "Yes, you're perfect, and there's nothing that's too much about you, and you're not you're no. crazy, you're not crazy at all, or whatever, or or you don't yeah. ever mess up, Chad. You're the best. You, you're the. That's not what we <laughs> need. we need. Somebody to be pretty accurate yeah. with us and say, "Yeah, you mess up, or yeah, sometimes yeah. you have a lot of energy." but I want to be with you. I like that energy or, Hey, I like your willingness to try so hard, yeah. whatever the thing is.
1: And that brings us to our connect point. The connect point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship.
0: Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now.
1: Broken and loved. That is the topic of our connect point for this episode. Really To be able to first acknowledge that you have some brokenness is huge. That fear, that recognition of need for other, need for acceptance in the places where we have shame requires that we first are willing to acknowledge those inadequate places that we feel that we are possibly afraid to share. And so our hope in the connect point for this first is that... If you haven't ever done it, maybe go back to one of the previous episodes where we talk about temp, that trigger emotion, meaning, and protection, both sides of you in that cycle. If you can just kind of discuss and play out your cycle uh, so that you kind of understand what is at play on the surface. But this conversation goes even a step further, which is to be able to, if you feel safe and you guys can go for it, talk about what that deeper catastrophic fear is and let your partner know your need for them in that space, your, your hope and desire for that acceptance in that scary place. And partners, you're just saying Thank you so much for sharing and I do love you and I do desire you. I mean, it's not really at this moment to talk them out of it or to fix them or even as Brene Brown would say, to offer them a sandwich. We just want to possibly... I I noticed
0: that. I see that. I understand that. I'm with you. I want you to know I accept you right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So go and have that connecting conversation.
0: Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it.
1: You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Hoffs.
0: If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love
1: to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our Connect point conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks, Thanks again. again.